Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with writer guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in this province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. Thanks for checking out the podcast. I'd like to thank these great sponsors for stepping up with their support and friendship of the podcast. Face First Medical Aesthetics in Regina, above Gabos on Dudney Avenue. Mark Greshner Photography. Check out his work, markgreshner.com. Double Z Egg Sales in Weyburn. AGT Foods. Advantage Collision in Saskatoon and Prince Albert. Paul Waldo at Royal LePage in Regina. The Gear Up with John Ryan Foundation. And I'm coming to you from the Regina Sports Performance Center studio. I'm working on a top 50 Can West show to promote the uh, youth sports football athletes here in the western part of the country. That should be coming out on a couple of platforms this summer. As part of that, I did Zoom interviews with all the players. First here, you're going to hear from Jackson Ford, grandson of rider great Al Ford and a safety and defensive back with the University of Regina Rams. He is one of three Rams who was picked to uh, take part in the East-West virtual shrine festivities. There'll be no game, of course, again this year, but he along with Ryder Varga and Bennett Stusick will represent the Rams at the East-West Shrine festivities virtually. Jackson Ford did make my top 50 list voted on by anonymous coaches, media members, and some players in the league. And here he is with a, a snippet from that interview. Okay, so what have you done besides football, besides studying in this long off season? Have you picked up any hobbies, done anything that you haven't really had the time to do because you've always been, you know, the student athlete. You have a little bit, a little bit maybe more time on your hands. I know uh, a couple of your teammates have uh, picked up a harmonica, learned how to play a guitar. Yeah, Bo- Borsma picked up a guitar. Uh, I think it was Bittner that told me he's uh, done the whole harmonica thing. Uh, you got anything reading or anything like that? Comic books. I've definitely grown fond of comic books. Really? Yeah, but other than that, everything's kind of same old with me. I'm pretty. pretty was that was that something you liked back when you were younger? Comic books? Yeah, I enjoyed them, but not as much as I do now. I recently just read uh, Batman or Superman Red Sun, and that was a phenomenal one. I really enjoyed that. The writing and everything, the graphics, all top top notch. It was top notch. I loved it. The ending. Rule got really got me. Awesome, man. Okay, that's a neat little tidbit. Okay, Jackson Ford, I want a I want a personal goal for you this year and one for your team. Personal goal for me is to finish as Can West All Star. Mm-hmm. Felt uh, last year just finished short of that, so I think this year it's a the goal I can achieve. And for my team to uh, win a Vanier Cup this year or whatever, yeah, yeah. to the yeah. championship year. Kind of weird, eh? Because we don't even know if we'll get the play. Like that's the thing is we tape this. We don't know exactly what the futures were. We're very hopeful you'll get to play, but we don't know how far you'll get to play. Will it be a regular season? Will it be a five-game season? Will there be just the conference championship? How much does that like that uncertainty? How much does that weigh on you? Or do you just block that out and you're just you're just praying against all prayers that you can get to some sort of competitive thing on a field? So yeah, like that's outside of my control. There's no no sense dwelling on who's going to make that decision or what's going to happen. My main focus is just to get better right now, bigger, faster, stronger, and just stay connected with my team as much as possible, whether that's over Zoom or in our leadership meetings or, or whatnot. Just stay positive and have a positive mindset. Where there's sports, there's Ballsy. Time for Ballsy's Sports Shorts. Tom Brady has partnered with Fox on a new reality series. It's called Under Inflating with the Stars. 
actually considering Tom's luck, it's already been considered for an Emmy. A man was fatally struck by lightning during the PGA Championship that John Daly won as a rookie in 1991. Didn't know this, but Daly used some of the prize money to set up a college fund for the guy's daughters. One of the daughters became a doctor. She says she's forever in debt to John Daly. So that's a good little story. We just think of him as the guy that likes to, uh, like us when we golf, wait for the beer cart to come around. Actually, he was just investing in his future when you think about it because he knew at some point he'd need a liver transplant, so why not hope one of the daughters becomes a doctor? Kevin James and Taylor Lautner will star in a football movie for Netflix called Home Team. It's inspired by the life of New Orleans Saints coach Sean Payton. If the movie's anything like Saints Free Agency, it's already over budget. Every year I say I'm going to get into baseball. And this season I'm doing well so far. I've watched parts of every Padres game, but then something like this happens to remind me why sometimes I think baseball's just plain stupid. On Tuesday, Minnesota Twins reliever Tyler Duffy was ejected after throwing behind White Sox DH Yerman Mercedes. Mercedes had Minnesota's attention after he homered in the ninth inning of Chicago's 16-4 victory on Monday night. He drove a 3-0 pitch from infielder Willens Ostadillo deep to center. White Sox manager Tony LaRussa said Mercedes made a mistake and the Hall of Fame skipper apologized to the Twins. That was before yesterday's game. After the game, after the Twins had thrown at Yerman, he sided with the Twins, calling his player clueless and saying he didn't mind if the Twins threw at his DH. That's, that's just stupid. If you don't want him to hit it, then maybe don't have an infielder pitch to him. Or walk him when it's already 3-0. Or be better. How about that? What's he supposed to do? Just stand there? He has incentives in his deal. He's a major leaguer. It's not his fault you blow chunks. And the internet is conflicted about a helmet-to-helmet hit between two little kids during a youth football game. They're around about eight years old, and the kid that got flattened appeared to be knocked out cold for a quick second. Fortunately, he's okay. Now, personally, I've had my son play tackle football at nine, and it was a great experience. But looking back on it now, even though the RMF does an awesome job with these kids, there's part of me that would say, you know what, maybe just wait a couple of years before putting a kid into tackle football. Then the other part of me says, I'd rather have kids learn to hit and tackle early on when for the most part they're the same size and skill level. Besides, you know what you're signing your kid up for. Football can only be made so safe. As I always used to tell my parents, hey, I can control the hitting in practice, but in a game, I can't stop the play and match the kids up. We've made tackle football as safe as we can make it, I think, or it's not tackle football anymore. All our guests in Growing the Game with Ballsy come to you via the Hammer Time Roofing Hotline. Check them out in Saskatoon 262 Roof. We're continuing highlighting those players in the Can West, including this guy, Manitoba Bison's quarterback, Des Catelier, who did go to camp with the Riders one season in the CFL developmental program for Canadian quarterbacks. You're in the top 15. You're the second-ranked quarterback on our list. How do you feel when I say that? Oh, you know, like... Um... Again, I have a, a little, maybe a little bit of a different opinion on that, but um, you know, it is what it is. I think it's pretty cool to be in the top 15 still, but you know, um, I measure my success more on, you know, how I feel about myself, how my teammates feel about myself more in-house and these lists are, these lists are awesome, but I don't put a hell of a lot of value on myself on these lists. So, yeah. Yeah, no. And, and, that, and that's absolutely, man. I mean, I had, I had a hand in this list, but I'm the facilitator, but for I sure. think lists are good for generating interest. Would you not agree? Something that is absolutely. long overdue for this league. 
I, I agree 100%. I mean, there, there needs to be more coverage, more topics, more things to discuss on, on U Sports football. So I think this list is a great thing to, you know, bring up the conversations. I I'm sure around our locker room, once this list gets released, people are going to be talking about it. So I think, I think people around the city, people around the country will be talking about it. So I think it's a, a very good thing. So Des, why do you think, and judging by your comments, why do you think you're the best quarterback in the conference? And you wouldn't be off your rocker for saying that. Why do you think you're the best quarterback? Uh, I think my work ethic, my leadership, um, my arm talent, I think a lot of different uh, things go into playing quarterback. And I think I can do a lot of those things, if not everything at a high level of, of playing quarterback, my IQ. I think uh, there's, a, there's a lot of different things I bring to the table. And uh, that's, I think I can do everything at a high level. And I think that's why I would be the best quarterback in, on this list. You're 6'3", right around 200 pounds. Is that correct? That's what it's listed on the Bison's website. Yeah, yeah, 6'3", like 210. That's a big boy. That's a guy with some nice measurables, a guy with Canadian Professional Football League measurables. Problem is, that's your problem. You're Canadian. <laughs> how, does that make, how does that make you feel? Uh, I mean, I've known that my whole life. So I've known the what, what I'm up against my whole life. Um, I've seen it. I've heard about it. When you're growing up in football in Canada – this is, this is a terrible thing. And this is something I want to be part of the change. I think a lot of Canadian quarterbacks are part of the change, but when you're growing up in football in Canada and you're playing quarterback and you have aspirations of playing pro football, you get a lot of people telling you, you should maybe switch positions. You could check out, uh, maybe you should play a little receiver or I was a good kicker in high school. And a lot of people, I had a lot of people tell me if you want to go play professional football, you should stick with the kicking. And you know, that's, that's a pretty disheartening thing for a Canadian quarterback growing up. And that's something that has really motivated me and, and I really want to be part of that change. I think it's, it's happening right now. There's a lot of guys um, uh, around Canada that have, have been getting, getting their opportunities, getting into camps. And I think it's starting that, that stigma is starting to change a little bit. And I, I just want to be part of that. How did you feel with your time? You came to camp with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in that uh, Canadian quarterback developmental program they have. How did you find your time in rider camp? And, you know, how did you compare athletically, arm talent wise, even with your football IQ? First of all, I love, I loved the experience. The experience was awesome. I think I was in the quarterback room with Zach Claros, Cody Fajardo, Isaac Harker, uh, David Watford, a um, lot of, a lot of good names. Cody Fajardo and Zach Claros were two of the best quarterbacks last year in the league. So it was after that experience and then seeing their success, I had a lot of fun, a lot of learning in that room and a lot of great, they're all great guys, all accepted me into the, into the quarterback room for the, for those uh, two and a half weeks. So it was, it was an awesome experience. And as far as um, um, comparing, I mean, I, 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 on the young end of the scale, I think I was right up, right up there. I don't, I don't think it, it I think the experience actually made me, believe even more that I could play at that level because it wasn't it wasn't like they were some maniac athletes and they're really good at what they do and, they, and there's nothing taken away from what they do but I think I can play at that level as well funny thing too is Canadians have played this game all their life they don't have you know here's the thing you hear about a guy that comes up from Texas Tech or Tennessee or Vince Young from Texas it's like well you know he's got to learn the motion and he's got to learn the clock and he's got to learn the wider field and he's got to learn the 12th man Des can tell you he's been doing this his whole life. hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's a big thing. I think that's a big thing with every position in, in football when the Americans come down to Canada. Like receivers, I mean, there's a waggle all of a sudden. There's a big change up. But I think at the quarterback position too, like the concepts are a little bit different. That everything's a little bit different. And you gotta be a you gotta be a general when you're a quarterback. So you gotta know everything that's going on. You only got three downs, so that's a change in itself. We gotta pass the ball more on first down than we did in in, in the States, that's for sure. So it changes your whole mindset. And I, I do think that 
there is an advantage to being Canadian or Canadian growing up through the game and, and understanding the different little things that the Canadian game brings. You know, I've watched the CFL my whole life, understanding the CFL game, the history of the game and, and all that. I think there is advantages in that, that, that need to be looked at more. Uh, to me, we need somebody with, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, the intestinal fortitude to commit to developing quarterbacks and giving Canadian quarterbacks a shot. I believe, no disrespect, I've got a lot of good uh, friends that are American coaches, but I believe just inherently there's an American coaching bias when it comes to that position and a lot of other positions in Canadian football. It's like, okay, well, he can play tackle and guard and he can play defensive tackle and maybe a linebacker safety, but we can't play him on the boundary corner. I mean, yeah, Andrew Harris, but there's not too many guys that can be Canadian running backs, John Cornett. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's like there's a bias in certain positions. A hundred percent. There is a, there's your stereotypical uh, ratio guys. Uh, they come in and um, they play the positions that the normal Canadian positions that you, you put them at. And then every now and then you get your ratio breakers and the ratio breakers come in and they play a position that not normally is played by a Canadian, but the game is, is being too much built on those things. Like there is a bias, a hundred percent. What you say, there's a bias. There's, there's the coaches believe that Canadians can play certain positions. And so that when they see a Canadian in a different position, they're not getting the same shake as an American that just came down from division one football. Maybe like at the professional level, it's, who, who's better right now? Sure, yeah. maybe you were better coming out of high school, so you got to go to Division One. Then I I came out of high school. I went to to U Sports, and I was Canadian, so I didn't get that chance. But there's five six years of development in there, mm-hmm. and who's better at that point at the professional level is what needs to be taken into account. And um, I do think that there's a there's a big bias in the CFL about you know Canadian players, especially at the quarterback position. Well, I love watching you play. What's your favorite pass to throw? What uh, you you really stretch the field well. What's your favorite route? If you if you uh, you're on the field, give me one play. Tell me the play call and what is it? Where are you going with the ball? Oh, I love a good uh, I love a good corner route. Um, okay, we'll call it duck. We call it duck in our playbook. I love a good corner route. I'll, 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 I, I, like that's my favorite ball to throw. I'll throw any ball, of course, but I think a corner ball. Right, we're at the we're at the thirty-five yard line. He's going. We got man coverage, and he's just popping it to the back the back corner of the end zone. You just lay it up to that back corner. That's my favorite ball. This has been growing the game with Ballsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Ballsy can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Roughriders and U of R Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.